0: Welcome to the Protoss Podcast. Today's date is Friday the 12th of November, and you're listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week, as reported by us. This week, New York's mayor praises Bitcoin while trying to shill the city's own altcoin. Kazakhstan turns to Russia for help as Chinese crypto miners continue to drain its struggling power grid, and Huobi moves its headquarters to Gibraltar to aid its European expansion plans. But first. This week, incoming New York City Mayor Eric Adams repeated the oft heard line, I love Bitcoin, buy my altcoin. Shortly after recognising the benefits of Bitcoin last week, Mayor-elect Eric Adams went on to pitch NYC Coin, his city's response to Miami Coin. Adams promised to support the crypto industry in New York, saying he'd look at what's preventing the growth of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in our city. He also said he would promote talent for crypto-related jobs, saying we can't have a one-sided city where certain groups and areas are doing well. The mayor then pledged to take his first free mayoral salaries in Bitcoin. A quick disclaimer, a dodgy currency called NYC coin has existed since 2014. It has no ties to New York City coin or any New York government. It's listed on four obscure exchanges and rarely trades more than $1,000 daily. Anyways, like Miami coin, Adam's New York City coin will be built on a stacks-based platform called CityCoins that uses some features of Bitcoin with multiple security trade-offs. For those counting that’s free altcoins, all used in the day-to-day operation of all city coin, including Miami coin and New York City coin, so Adams pitch is far from just the Bitcoin. City coins are ostensibly customized to benefit specific municipalities like New York City. But in reality, Citicoin simply apportions an arbitrary percentage of token sale proceeds to the city for marketing purposes and to justify claims of giving back to the community. Citycoins then compounds risks for investors by offering egregious yields such as Miami Coin's 430% floating rate APY, daisy-chaining multiple tokens together into yield farming protocols, encouraging staking with China-founded centralised custodians like OKCoin, OK and borrowing credibility from Bitcoin. Adams said that he wants NYC Coin to have friendly competition with Miami Coin. In a recent Bloomberg interview, he said the NYC coin would be part of an overall plan to improve New York City's ability to attract and retain crypto businesses. Adams admitted that were too bureaucratic, too expensive and too difficult to do business. According to CoinMarketCap, traders can only buy Miami Coin on OKCoin. OKCoin is gaining lucrative new US signups due to its exclusive listing, but it has not disclosed its financial relationship with Miami Coin's promoters. OKCoin advertises an APY of up to 430% for Miami Coin holders, but admits that this yield will fluctuate with the price of both Stack and Miami Coin. Miami Coin also refuses to report its max supply and number of tokens outstanding. Adoption of Miami Coin by Miami area businesses is negligible. Our own Protoss reporters living in the city have never seen Miami Coin used by any other local businesses. But of course, there are multiple billboard advertisements encouraging residents to buy Miami Coin on OKCoin.com. A billboard truck parked at Ocean Drive and Fifth Street earlier this week claimed over $19 million contributed to your city by Miami coin. So if New York City coin turns out to be anything like the Miami coin, prepare to be disappointed. Up next is Kazakhstan, and news that the country is being forced to bus in extra Russian electricity after an influx of displaced Chinese Bitcoin miners pushed its own power supply beyond breaking point. As reported by Eurasia Net, Chinese miners have flocked to Kazakhstan since Beijing outlawed crypto mining back in September. The resulted migration has played a part in an 8% increase in the country's energy usage. For reference, it usually increases about 2% annually. So in response, Kazakhstan has turned to what's known as the United Network, shared power lines established when Russia and Kazakhstan were once part of the Soviet Union. However, even this didn't provide enough power to cover the increased demand, so Russian state power company InterRAO began talks to provide extra energy to its struggling neighbour, albeit at a higher rate. Speaking at a press conference this month, Kazakhstan's deputy energy minister said the nation had no option but to use the United Network. If Kazakhstan wanted to fly solo and provide the required energy themselves, it would take at least five years and cost $1.5 billion. Kazakhstan has set a number of measures this year, as it grapples with its newfound status as a Bitcoin mining hub. Back in June, President Yumat Tokayev brought in laws to increase taxes on energy consumed by crypto miners. The new legislation, in effect as of January, will introduce an extra 0.00233 cents per kilowatt hour fee. Then, in October, Kazakhstan announced plans to ration power and suspend supply to consumers who use too much, again as a result of incoming Chinese Bitcoin miners. According to new research, Kazakhstan became the world's second biggest Bitcoin miner in August. This put it just behind the United States with a global mining share of over 16.5%. But things reached breaking point when three major power plants in the country were forced offline. And finally, following BitMEX's move to the Seychelles, Binance shifting operations to Malta, even FTX going to the Bahamas, Chinese exchange Huobi is moving to the sunny tax haven of Gibraltar. The Gibraltar Financial Services Commission recently approved Huobi Group's application to begin transferring its spot trading operations to its affiliate Huobi Technology Co., aka its Gibraltar branch. This will enable Huobi Group to continue offering spot trading services to the world through Huobi Gibraltar, an exchange registered with the Services Commission. Huobi Group said in a press release it was relocating operations to Gibraltar to meet the demand of institutional clients, many of whom require strict compliance with regulatory requirements. Now, Wobi Group is old, at least in terms of the crypto space. It was founded in 2013 and has based its headquarters in China ever since. However, the Chinese government recently banned many domestic crypto operations to clear the way for the launch of its central bank digital currency in February next year. In response, Wobi's founder and investors voted unanimously to suspend operations in China and relocate. Huobi co-founder Du Zhen said that the Chinese ban cost the exchange 30% of its revenue. And yet, since China's ban, Huobi still claims to process more than $16 billion in 24-hour average trading volume, possibly driven by Bitcoin's recent rally. Jun said to the Financial Times, We are very comfortable in Asia, and we have a leader here, but we need to go global. So Huobi has ramped up its efforts to grow its international operations, including targeting large investors in Europe and the US. On October 22nd, Huobi announced that users could buy crypto with a Visa or MasterCard credit card issued in the European Economic Area with only a 1% fee. On November 4th, it introduced a curiously generous Tether-based coupon exclusive to European residents depositing Euros, Pounds or Tether into a Huobi Earn account. The coupon adds a staggering 50% APY to new deposits below certain thresholds. This indicates Huobi could be struggling with eurocentric liquidity in the aftermath of China's crackdown. Huobi generates the vast majority of its revenue from operations at its centralised exchange. It did previously back decentralised exchange, Kofix, in a funding round led by Coinbase Ventures. Crypto exchanges love a tax haven. In 2018, Binance allegedly moved its headquarters to Malta in pursuit of the European markets. Chief Executive champagne Shao claimed to have formed a banking relationship in Malta. Regulatory crackdowns in Japan and China had sparked Binance's move, but the Malta Financial Services Authority then issued several statements denying that Binance was licensed to operate in the Mediterranean tax haven. FTX also recently moved from Hong Kong to the Bahamas. Like Wobi Group, FTX Chief Sam Bankman-Fried visited and briefly attended press appearances espousing the benefits of the island nation. In reality, the move was a necessary flight from Xi Jinping's encroachment into Hong Kong. BitMEX, which has operated substantially all of its business from California, similarly moved to the Seychelles in 2014. In 2019, BitMEX had to suspend trading in countries that hosted offices belonging to its parent company, HDR Global Trading Limited. This was because the U.S. Commodities and Futures Trading Commission sued the company and its founders, who were also charged with crimes by the U.S. Department of Justice. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We realise there's only so much we can cover in under 10 minutes, so if you want more of the stories that matter, check out Protoss.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protoss podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other major provider for more weekly roundups.